<laughs> now I am Darkwing Duck. The terror that quacks in the night, I think. Let's get strangerous or something like that. Flawless. Welcome to the St. Canard Files, everyone. A Darkwing Duck podcast. I'm your host, Stan Lund, and with me once again is... Tiffany Silverbron. Welcome back, Tiff. How you doing? Pretty good. Yeah, we got uh, we got Negaduck number two to review today, don't we? Yep. It's been a while. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it has. I think the last time we recorded one of these was just after Halloween. Yep. So what's uh, what's new since then? Uh, we had two other holidays, or one, I guess. <laughs> yeah, Thanksgiving, and yep. um. We it was just me and Greg actually this year. We didn't really hang out with family and we didn't have the kids. Yeah. So it was pretty mellow. We still had all the food. And what was, kind of uh good food did you guys have? Um pretty basic stuff like turkey, green bean casserole, stuffing, mashed potatoes and Yams and pumpkin pie, of course. <laughs> oh yeah, pumpkin pie—you gotta have that on Thanksgiving. <laughs> yeah. And uh, I and then Black Friday, we um, just did some online shopping, and that's it. We didn't go to one store really. <laughs> ah, so you didn't go out and brave uh, the throngs of people. No, I've actually never done that. <laughs> I've done it a few years I I did it again this year Actually got myself a wonderful deal On a signed uh, Natalie Portman item Because Barnes & Noble every year They do uh, signed books for Black Friday Which are signed by the authors Sometimes they're celebrity books Signed by celebrity authors So they had a Natalie Portman book Called Natalie Portman's Fables Signed by her $20 You know so you can't often. get a Natalie Portman autograph for that cheap. Yeah, that's pretty amazing. Yeah. Um, uh, in terms of uh, Thanksgiving, I mostly hung out at home. Had uh, a new concoction, though, that I'm definitely looking forward to next year more than I was this year. I had a uh, honey turkey pizza. Wow. Yeah, basically I took a, you know, plain frozen pizza from Price Chopper, you know, added chunks of uh, honey turkey on it, and then uh, another layer of cheese to partially cover that. Awesome. And well, it came out pretty good. What we actually wanted to do, but we ended up not having time because it took so long to just cook everything else, was we wanted to make everything into like a shepherd's pie sort of thing. <laughs> Of Thanksgiving yeah. food all together, but yeah, we just ran out of time and couldn't do it. <laughs> all right, uh, maybe with the leftovers, <laughs> possibly. Yeah, shepherd's pie is okay. I haven't had it in a long time, though. I love it. So, that would be a good year to experiment because it's just us, but, you know, things happen. Yeah, it's like uh, it's like Peter Venkman says, right? Sometimes happens, someone has to deal with it, and who are you going to call? 
So yeah. Um, uh, we do got a small bit of Darkwing news. And that is uh, being that some of the release dates for things got shuffled around a bit. Particularly the uh, Darkwing uh, Foul Play trades are now coming out on January 17th. And they've also announced a date for the first Negaduck trade, which will be called Evil Opposite. And that will be on uh, May 8th. Cool. Yeah, those uh those new dates are courtesy of Duck Talks. Uh one other bit of uh well it's not really news, but something uh interesting about issue number one of Negaduck that I found out, and this info I came across actually listening to the uh Sleepless in St. Canard uh podcast episode about Negaduck number one. But the original, uh, uh, they did uh, preview images for the Negaduck comic months before it came out. And they showed the, the image of uh, Moliarty in the airship. And they had Tuscanini's penguins with him instead of mole people, which they fixed that, obviously, for the actual issue. But, you know, <laughs> it, it is a little jarring to actually go back to that previews magazine, open it up and be like, yep, there's penguins there. I don't even know how a mix-up like that could happen. <laughs> oh, it's probably like a placeholder. Like they, they probably always meant to have moles in there, or or maybe it was supposed to originally be Tuscanini in the, or not Tuscanini, uh, or yeah, Tuscanini. I was, I was like, wait, <laughs> what? Yeah, maybe they originally meant it to be him, and then they decided to go with Moliarty and forgot at first to replace the minions. Uh, so in terms of our pre-talk, we got something interesting planned, don't we? <laughs> yep. <laughs> yep. Something the importance... we're, we're both pretty passionate about. <laughs> yep. The importance of physical media. Yeah. I see way too many people nowadays throwing out their old DVDs and VHS and all that stuff constantly. and really sad <laughs> yeah you know. yeah i know it seems like very easy to just have a streaming service and you know say well now i could have all this extra space but you know i guess if you're a casual viewer that's fine but if you really care about movies and tv shows and stuff you really got to hold on to that physical media <laughs> yeah because for one thing physical media it's forever, or at least as forever as the as it allows. Like obviously someday everything will degrade and decay, but you know, until that happens, it's yours. It can't be taken off of the streaming platform on a whim's notice for a tax break. It can't be uh altered in any way, shape, or form by the owners of it. It can't be blocked from being accessed everywhere. You know, it's yours. You can watch it however many times you want. Yeah, not to mention there's so many things like um, that are in licensing purgatory that you'll never see on streaming services like the original Brave Little Toaster. Yeah. 
it's just not going to exist. And also if you're um, one of the first ever HBO shows that got really popular was Tales from the Crypt, beloved TV show, not going to be on HBO ever because of the licensing. Yep. Or Muppet Babies because of all the different uh, licenses involved in that. Yeah. You know, if you're only using uh, if you're only using streaming to to watch, say, the original uh, Star Wars film, you'll have to deal with all of the changes throughout the years. You know, the stuff from the '97 special editions, the stuff from the 2004 DVD, the stuff from the 2011 Blu-ray, and worst of all, Disney Plus's decision to add McClunky to the Greedo shootout. <laughs> yep. And the quality is going to be way better on like a a Blu-ray than on streaming. Yeah. And um, yeah, sometimes they they straight up cut things out. Like it's really bad. The Buffy the Vampire Slayer, um, on streaming. <laughs> oh, look what they did to some episodes of Darkwing on streaming, where yep. they they fast forwarded or slowed stuff down. Like, I think it's the uh, going nowhere fast. They chopped it up so much because they were worried that the super speed would give, like, seizures. Yeah. And then, of course, there's the fact that on Disney+, Plus you don't have the full version of Darkly Dawn's the Duck. You know, yeah. that only exists on the VHS tape. Yeah, and not even stuff that you get in in stores. I saw this YouTube video talking about anime. And it was saying that, you know, a lot of the older anime is just like completely lost media. And the only times they ever become, they ever exist for people to watch again is because of people holding on to certain things, whether it's an old VHS recording off a TV. And that's the only like copy of it ever in existence or like. Some people have like film roles that they like saved when they worked in the studios and stuff like that. And it's the only thing that exists of it. And that's another thing too, like your tapes that you recorded yourself. Some of them have priceless things on it that were lost. A lot of lost episodes of some old TV shows that you would only have from your old tapes. There's, um, I actually just bought, I was, um, Make Mine Music, Disney's Make Mine Music from the 40s, and it has a sequence cut out of it, and the only way for you to have that full version is if you happen to record it off of the Disney Channel in 1989, because they never released it with that sequence. (laughs) Same thing with Hot Spells. The only way people have that is because people recorded it. Yep. (laughs) So, you yeah, know, and, say, and I'm thankful. <laughs> yeah, I'm thankful for the fact that we live in an age where even some brand new shows that show up on on streaming services nowadays, that there are people that have technological wizardry to be able to copy them from those. Because a good example of a show that was pretty good and now you can't legally get it anywhere was that new willow television show that disney plus had i thought it was pretty good they removed it because apparently they didn't like that they they didn't get enough views for it so they took it off the platform for a uh, tax break so you have no legal way to watch the willow television show any longer 
Yeah, there was another one on Disney Plus too. It was like a kids anthology horror that was really good. And we were actually, and first of all, they canceled it, which I couldn't believe because it was really good. And we were showing the kids and I went to watch it when it was Halloween time and they took it off and there's no way to watch it now at all. (laughs) Yeah. It's crazy. The streaming world. (laughs) And then there's some things that are on physical media that you can't get anywhere. Like a good example of this is there's an old uh, horror movie from the early nineties called wheels of terror, which is about a, uh, car that goes around abducting people and you know eventually killing them that one (laughs) and it was only ever released on vhs it was never released on dvd hasn't been released on blu-ray you know they don't show it on television as far as i know so the only way to get it is either to have the tape or thankfully somebody did upload it to youtube so you can see it there yeah see that was (laughs) one of those things because people love getting rid of physical media i had a a small tower of these old horror vhs and my mom got rid of it and that was one of them no (laughs) no i know (laughs) like i don't even own that one on vhs i've been looking for it but i need to find it for a cheap price because i don't really want to spend 30 30 bucks on one vhs tape yeah (laughs) you know another win for myth for physical media is obviously the fact that for things that were recorded off of television you get all those classic commercials yep same thing like, like sometimes you remember like i know it's happened to me a bunch of times and i just actually got some of my old vhs tapes that were recorded off the tv from storage um and there's some commercials i remember they might have even been local and I was like, I swear there was this commercial that had this happening in it. And I've searched and searched online and it just doesn't exist on YouTube or anywhere else. But now I'll be able to see it again because I held on to all my old days. <laughs> and it yep. won't be a, a mystery. <laughs> yeah. So I'd say between the two of us, we probably both have a pretty impressive collection. Like how many movies do you think you have (laughs) wow um i don't know i've ballpark estimate (laughs) i don't even know if i ever counted them i definitely have like about two shelves worth of um dvds and um blu-rays and then i have a bunch of boxes of vhs they're all like half of it's in storage so i've got a lot I think my uh, ballpark estimate will either shock or horrify you. (laughs) I want to say between all of the VHS tapes, both licensed and recorded off of TV, all the DVDs, all the Blu-rays, all the Laserdiscs, all the Betamax, I think I have around 1,500. Nice. That's awesome. (laughs) (laughs) Like, I've got... I've got like 300 recorded tapes and someday I got to get myself some sort of software to start converting those on the DVD. 
you know, because they would, yeah, uh, 300 I, DVDs would take up a lot less room than 300 tapes. See, I never started that process, but my dad did, and, you know, he passed away, so I actually have a bunch of his collection, but he actually started transferring all his VHS to DVD, um, and he got maybe halfway through, so if he didn't do that, I'd probably have way more <laughs> VHS. Yeah. You know, and of course, the same thing. I also have tons of CDs, too, because, again, you'd never know when you're not going to be able to find some bit of music anymore. That already is how it is. Like, I was big, a big iPod person, and, you know, because I was just uploading all my um, CDs to my iTunes and had my entire collection. And now that they killed the iPod for some reason... <laughs> And I'm forced to use Spotify. I keep trying to remake my playlists. And like half of the music or albums that I had aren't even on Spotify. You want my uh you want my advice? Anything you can't find on Spotify, look it up on YouTube and use a oh, YouTube uh yeah. downloader to grab. Yeah, I I mean I make YouTube playlists too. <laughs> Yeah, because most not quality though. Yeah, because a lot of songs you can find on YouTube, thankfully. Yeah. I mean, there are some that are hard to find, especially when you have some people always trying to copyright block uh, things. But yeah, as far as being able to find stuff, I think YouTube is definitely the best. <laughs> but yeah, there there will always be a place for physical media. You know, I think. Uh, uh, I don't remember who was saying this recently, but there was like a famous celebrity recently that went on record saying that people who collect physical media, that they're essentially the caretakers of it for the next generation. <laughs> yeah. 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 I, I completely forgot who, who it was that, that said that though. I, I want to say it might've been Scorsese. Mm. Yeah, there's some weird things, too. You're an Army of Darkness fan, right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> so with both Army of Darkness and um, The Frighteners, which is one of my favorite movies of all time. <laughs> oh, The Frighteners is so good. <laughs> but um, I would always watch the director's cut and love the director's cut of both of those. And... <laughs> They don't have them on streaming, and whenever I see it streaming, it's like disorienting because I always want to watch the director's cut, and those are nowhere to be found. <laughs> yeah, I actually got a neat version of a. Uh, I want to say it's Army of Darkness on on DVD or Blu-ray. It comes uh, bound in a uh, version of the Necronomicon. Yeah, I got that too. <laughs> yeah, I I don't think I have the Frighteners on Blu-ray yet. I really should though. It, like, I'll tell you one thing, though. That movie scared me quite a bit as a kid. Like, I, I remember vividly for weeks afterwards, I kept having nightmares of people with the numbers carved into their foreheads glowing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's so good. Jeffrey Combs is so good. <laughs> and Michael J. Yep. <laughs> yeah, how could they lose? <laughs> yep. Well, we got ourselves a comic to review today, don't we? Yep, yes. 
<laughs> yep, we're tackling Negaduck number two. Once again, our uh, writer is Jeff Parker with the art and uh, color by Ciro Cangiolosi. So, what cover did you get for yours? I just got the A with the split, um, split face. <laughs> ah. Darkwing, half Negaduck. Oh, I got uh, two covers for mine. I got cover C, the Trish Forstner one, where Negaduck's in the air holding the umbrella and the yipe sign with uh, Eek and Sweet surrounding him. Yeah, I love that one. And then I also got the uh, action figure cover, which for this issue, it was Megavolt. Yeah, I wanted the D cover. Honestly, that's the... I had the D cover. Oh, really? Yeah, well, when I went and got my comics, I it was a day where I hadn't been feeling well. I got there kind of late, was in a rush, so I didn't remember to check on the different covers until after I got home. I'm like, wait a minute, I want the Negaduck cover where he's in the sky falling. <laughs> you know, luckily my local comic shop is awesome, so I just brought that one back to him and was able to trade for, for this one. Nice. So we start this one with Taurus Bulba's airship being piloted by Negaduck. And we get a little bit from the editor and a little quip from Negaduck back to him. Hey, remember last issue when Negaduck infiltrated Taurus Bulba's lair and heard about his plans to find the long lost Midas gauntlet that turns objects to gold? And then ND knocked the gangsters out and stole the airship to go find the artifact on his own? You don't? Well, that's what happened. Pay attention this time. And we got Negaduck saying, got the airship loaded up with supplies for a voyage. Now, to... by the way, I do not like being called ND. I am Negaduck, the most brilliant criminal mind of this time or any other. Way to Deadpool, Negaduck. Way to Deadpool. <laughs> so yeah. what happens next? I have to agree with him. I don't like the ND. <laughs> yeah, definitely don't. So, um, Negaduck explains, you know, that the problem with Bulba's plan was that he couldn't find the island, but he knows someone who can. And, um, of course, he, um, it's Morgana. <laughs> Magical. Of course. <laughs> Powerful witch lady extraordinaire. <laughs> um, yep. And uh, the only problem is Morgana doesn't like Negaduck. <laughs> yep. The witch hates me because I'm often battling your boyfriend. Though she should like me because I look just like the guy. But that gives Negaduck a plan, doesn't he? Yep. And yep. Uh, I... They never had this technology in the show, <laughs> but um, nope. he says, I still have the color control enabled on his suit. <laughs> that would be, yeah, which... that would have been crazy if he could just do that. <laughs> yeah, every basically, seconds. basically what it does is it turns most of his suit into a complete replica of Darkwing. So it leaves his mask black. That's so is. <laughs> Now, that being said, that also often happened in the show when he would change yep. in the Darkwing's outfit. His mask would still be black. Exactly. He never has the purple mask. 
<laughs> well, very rarely. I think in his first appearance, dresses Darkwing in just us Justice Ducks. I believe the mask was purple for that one. Hmm. But I'm not entirely sure. Yeah, me either. In my memory, it's black, but yeah, yeah. possible. <laughs> but Negaduck says, the outfit will do most of the work. Hopefully, my better posture and suave demeanor won't give me away. And then, of course, he says, ha now I am Darkwing Duck, the terror that quacks in the night, I think. Let's get strangerous or something like that. Flawless. And we get a nice shot of him looking just like from the um, titled sequence of the show, Darkwing. Yeah. I will say, though, that house in the background reminds me a bit more of like a Scooby-Doo manor. <laughs> yeah, I could see that. Um. <clears throat> Negaduck walks up to Morgana, who's uh, watering some crazy-looking flowers. And he says, there's my mark, or lady friend now. <laughs> I'll just turn on the charm and act like I'm curious about history in the way Darkwing isn't. I don't really understand what that means. <laughs> I think he's trying to imply that Darkwing doesn't care about history. But wh why? <laughs> yeah, I don't really know. <laughs> And, uh, yeah, Morgana looks, the way that she's drawn reminds me a little of Cinnamon Teal or Millionara Vanderbucks or some other DuckTales character I can't think of off the top of my head. <laughs> Not quite yeah. like the Morgana we know. <laughs> yeah, she's, uh, she's drawn very rough at times. Like, there's, there's two panels in particular that I really don't like how she looks and I'll I'll point those out when we get to them um we see Morgana turn and say Darkwing I wasn't expecting you and uh hello beautiful I thought I'd check in on you before getting to work <laughs> I'm surprised I think there's multiple attacks on the city happening right now Oh, can wait, my dear. You are what's important to me. And say, you keep any of your good magical history books out here? <laughs> A few. I didn't know you were interested. I certainly am. I was reading an article about a King's Island tomb, and I couldn't figure out the location because of an old name. Ah, uh, what were you doing there, my sweet? <laughs> And you see Morgana, and she's conjuring up some sort of spell with a devious look on her face. Oh, this silly spell? It's not important. Also, I believe we should mention the other elephant in the room right now for this. That for the majority of this comic, Archie the spider appears to be green. Yeah. Like, almost every page and panel he's in, he has a green tint to him. I think at times it's supposed to be because of the lighting, but there are other times where where it just don't make sense. I but, think it might be because Archie's, like, dark brown, and the background colors are pretty dark, so maybe they thought he would just, you wouldn't be able to see him at all if they didn't lighten him up. 
Yeah, but I think they could have gone for a light brown instead of like uh, Linda Blair green. <laughs> yeah, that's a, a good but, description of that color. <laughs> but what was that? Uh, what was that spell that Morgana's whipping up? It's the a simple spell of re- revelation. And well, that sounds nice. <laughs> Yeah, and I don't like the the whack sounds when they've been doing that because it's like a Donald Duck thing. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, it basically reveals that it's not Darkwing, but in fact, Negaduck. Yep. Um, <clears throat> and she, Morgana says, "You think you can trick me into one of your evil schemes against my special boo boo? But think again. No, actually, see." I was just watching Lily put Goonie on the news trying to attack St. Canard, and it gave me an idea. I'll try out. Now, the panel where she says that is one of the two offending panels. Yeah, it's pretty weird. <laughs> yeah. Her mouth is, it, again, it's very, it's like DuckTales-y or like, you know, even older than that, like old school Donald oh, Duck, Uncle Scrooge comics. It also breaks what I feel is one of the big rules for duck characters, where almost every time I see a duck character in the comics or whatnot, they're not, like, completely forward-facing like this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. totally has that Donald Duck pointy tongue and mouth, which... I don't think Morgana ever had. <laughs> so yeah, Morgana uses a spell on Eek, Squeak, and Archie. Don't worry, you three. This will barely tickle. Except for Negaduck. What he's going to feel is not a tickle. Get him. And she enlarges the three of them to gigantic proportions. <laughs> yeah, Negaduck. Um Oh, wow. Spiders look horrifying when you can see them up close like this. And it's kind of funny because the character Archie is so cute and not yeah. like a detailed looking spider. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, Negaduck tries to convince Morgana to just listen to him um, and says that his plan doesn't have anything to do with Darkwing, but she's got her arms crossed and is angry and skeptical um either eek or squeak picks up negaduck and they're flying away yo you have to listen (laughs) and you see him hopping away on it what appears to be like gnome stones (laughs) how do you describe those i would describe those as gnome henge gnome henge Nice. <laughs> so, so Negaduck's trying to run away. He gets uh, caught in the uh, spider web. You know, still trying to explain. It's more an, an expedition kind of thing. Uh-oh. And Morgana's like, so you expect me to believe you like my sweet doc now? And Negaduck's like, no, I still can't stand him. But And I can't stress this enough. Not everything is about Darkwing! <laughs> as the net, as the uh, spiderweb launches him into the sky. <laughs> Morgana tells uh, Eek and Sweet to go after him. 
This is not going as smoothly as I envisioned. My landing probably won't either. <laughs> then you see him falling and pulling a bunch of stuff out of his um, jacket. I must have something in here that'll help. Not a parachute, not a parachute. Oh, there's where I put that remote. <laughs> yeah, and one of the things is an inflatable raft with a uh, character's head on it that it reminds me of something I feel like I've seen in Cuphead before. Yeah, it looks very familiar, but not sure exactly what it is. Yeah. And, of course, Nega says, my jetpack from yesterday would be nice now. Ah, who's got me? Oh, <laughs> you two. Have you ever tried gliding around smoothie like birds? I don't know if he's saying that about, like, ducks. <laughs> Well, I, I think because Eek and Sweet being bats, they have their up and down flapping motion. Yeah. That, you know, whereas <laughs> a bird would probably glide and it'd be a smoother ride. Yeah. Um, and he, and I thought Agony Island was going to be the hard part of this expedition. And they drop him and put him down in a duck pond. <laughs> And Morgana says, we ducks love ponds, don't we? We sure do. <laughs> Did I hear you mention Agony Island up there? Um, and Negaduck finally gets to explain, yes, I'm trying to find it. And thought you'd have some ancient map. That's all, I promise. It's not even a crime, really, probably. <laughs> Hmm, if this really doesn't concern my Darkwing, then I'll help. But first, you must do something for me. <laughs> and and this is the second offending Morgana panel where <laughs> she says that. That face, like, that is almost the face of someone who just walked into a room and let out, like, the worst fart. <laughs> it kind of looks like Quacker Jack's face. Yeah, it kind of does. It it almost <laughs> looks like Quacker Jack has turned into Morgana or something. <laughs> I think she needs to do the spell of revelation on herself. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Meanwhile, back in a seedier part of St. Canard, and we have someone off screen who I assume is Quacker Jack speaking. I can't believe how fast that fell apart. That stupid submarine suit leaked before we even robbed the first bank. Yeah, and we, we got the whole fearsome four here. Yep. <laughs> I told and you I needed more time to modify it. It was also too cloudy out. We need to relaunch on a sunny day for me. The next big summer special is coming Friday, Friday, Friday. <laughs> we all know who that is, right? <laughs> oh, yeah. But they're not the only ones in this uh, in this area, are they? Yeah, we see um, Hoof, Mouth, and Hammerhead are also there. And say, we're finished, guys, without the flyer. We have no way to catch that bum and get all our gold. Um, <clears throat> just think, if we had all that gold, we could buy a new airship and go catch Negaduck. But we wouldn't need to because we'd have the magic glove. That's what's <laughs> that's what's the word, hammer? Ironical. <laughs> yep. Kinda like that uh irony song. <laughs> yep. 
Pardon me, friends, but it sounds like Negaduck took off with your gold. No, he stole Taurus Bulba's, uh, Taurus Bulba's airship, and boy, is our boss mad. To go find the Midas Gauntlet, which turns anything to gold. Transmutation? Really? Yeah, for that thieving thief Negaduck, he'll be able to make mountains of gold. But you don't know where the... Why? I don't buy that moment with Megavolt. <laughs> yeah. It does seem like not something he would be all that excited about. Now, if it involved electricity, you know, maybe. Like, yeah. honestly, I would say the one that would be more interested would be, well, Liquidator, I guess, would be the one yeah. that would be the most interested, since I think he's the most traditional, you know, stealing money type of villain. Like Quackerjack, his MO is all about, you know, toy, you know, base crimes. For Megavolt, it's all about electricity. You know, yep. Bushroot, it's mostly about plant rights. You know, Liquid Air is the only one that would just go knock off a bank. Totally. <laughs> so what happens next? So Bushroot says, but you don't know where the gauntlet is. Um, mouth. Wait, which one's or hoof? <laughs> I, I think which. I think mouth is the one talking. I think hoof is the ram. Okay, so mouth says, "Yeah, since he stole Taurus's ship, we can track him with this." Not uh, hammerhead. Not that we can follow him in our car. <laughs> A glove that turns objects to gold. This deal sounds too good to be true. Sigh. I'll back up and explain it to you. I wish the doc were here. He's better at this stuff. <laughs> we get like a giant splash page of like the story of Midas and um, his followers, I guess. <laughs> yeah. And it says Hammerhead tells the story of the mythic King Midas to the Den of Thieves. It's the most interesting thing they've ever heard. Little known fact, Hammerhead is a is uh, Hammerhead is good at telling stories. <laughs> yep. And he certainly got the attention of the fearsome four. What if <laughs> we go find Negaduck for you? In the spirit of criminal brotherhood, act now before this offer expires. <laughs> Gee, that's really nice of you guys. Here, the tracker can find the airship anywhere on the planet. We won't let you down, Hammerhead. Again, don't buy that line from Megavolt. <laughs> no. And then we see a bunch of other random villains. Come on. <laughs> Megavolt. We can use my aquatic airship. <laughs> Yeehaw! I need to grab my arsenal. Yeah, a lot of these uh, other criminals look like they're from old-timey cartoons, like the old-timey... Yeah. Criminal Duck Prospector, the old-timey uh, Fox Criminal, the old-timey Bulldog Criminal. Yep. But uh, there was a setup, wasn't there? <laughs> yep. Hope they make it back. <laughs> yep. Basically, Hoof, Mouth, and Hammerhead just tricked others into doing the dirty work for them. Yeah. And then we get a blurb from Morgana, you know, since we're about to travel back to the over there. And now, Negaduck, this is my demand. I can't believe you asked this of me. The mightiest criminal mind on two worlds. 
<laughs> what is she doing? <laughs> you see her with a Negaduck out of his jacket, only in his turtleneck, and she is measuring him because she wants to make a new suit for Darkwing. Now, Stop this twisting. is the first... Oh, sorry. <laughs> no, you continue. I was, I was going to say, this is, I think, the first time we've ever seen Negaduck just in the uh, in the the red turtleneck. <laughs> yeah. I don't think we ever saw him in just that in the show. Yeah, I was kind of confused at first. I thought that was what she was making. And I was like, oh, it's his turtleneck. <laughs> um, yeah, so, and it's for, he. Uh, she wants to make him a new suit for his birthday. Um, yeah. Negaduck. Well, don't forget to put in lots of pockets in the lining and store to that <laughs> to store weaponry and gadgets. Keep stuttering. <laughs> yeah, I I love that line. <laughs> I know. Like, Again. like I can just I can just envision him saying, "Well, don't forget to put lots of pockets in the lining to store weaponry and gadgets." Wait, why am I helping him? Again, wacky Negaduck. It's pretty funny throughout the whole yeah. time. <laughs> but Morgana's going to hold up her end of the bargain now, isn't she? Yep. <clears throat> she asks him to follow her through the Forbidden Library, but I think it's different than the Library of Forbidden Spells. <laughs> <laughs> like, He's honestly, out. while reading this, Right when they said Forbidden Library, that sound effect just happened in my head. <laughs> Same here. <laughs> but she tells him to not touch anything, which uh, he immediately ignores. Oh, I would never take your collection. I simply appreciate vintage books. And a book farts in Negaduck's space. <laughs> um. Honestly... If it weren't for seeing uh, this sort of trope in other uh, things with books that contain things like wind storms and stuff, I would probably be a little more uh, cross at this gag. <laughs> yeah, and it's the book is the art of gassiness. <laughs> yep. Which now Morgana needs to make sure she puts up on a higher shelf. <laughs> um. She says, aha, and finds the book she was looking for. Here we go, King Midas. Yes, as you were overheard, the curse about him having the power of gold was only a myth. Why would that be a curse? Part of the story was that he accidentally turned his daughter into gold. Uh, still not seeing what makes it a curse. <laughs> Poor, poor Mega Goslin. Like, he would just turn her into gold. <laughs> yep. Here is your secret island. Yes, that magic gauntlet is as good as on my wing already. Wing feels weird to say. <laughs> yeah, it does. <laughs> I wouldn't get too invested in the gauntlet, even if it does exist. Magical items can lose potency over the centuries or not work the same outside the re region they come from. Yeah, yeah. Got the coordinates. Done. <laughs> he now uh -huh. finds 
puts on his jacket. <laughs> yeah, and I love uh, this little bit between them. You think the place will be full of traps? Oh, no. I'm sure Midas's followers only called it Agony Island and the Sea of Despair for fun. <laughs> that stuff could be a myth, too, though, right? Maybe, but in my experience, the good legends turn out to be pure myth and the bad legends turn out to be facts. <laughs> well, those old legends haven't met the new legend. Me. I meant me. Yes, I got your meaning. <laughs> and we get some good old Archie mumble. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and we see Negaduck fly away in Taurus Bulba's ship. ship. <laughs> And Morgana talking to Archie. No, I don't think he'll make it back either, Archie. Yep. And of course, uh, Megavolt and the rest of the Fearsome Four are watching the tracker, which shows now he's on the move. And they're boarding Megavolt's airplane. Which looks awesome. <laughs> it does, you know. Thing has a yellow paint job. The top of it kind of resembles Megavolt's. Uh, what would you call that? Helmet headgear. <laughs> like it resembles hat. his goggles with the hat with the with the electrical prongs coming out. <laughs> I I think it has to be a helmet because if it's a hat, that's weird. <laughs> yeah. He has got the goggles, so I'm guessing they were going with protective gear. So, yeah, I'll say helmet. <laughs> yep. And, of course, you see all those other odd criminals, which the three we mentioned before have been joined by some sort of vulture-looking criminal and <laughs> yeah. a uh, rat criminal. The vulture looks well, creepy. <laughs> yeah. Will the ship even fly with all these freeloaders along? Of course it will. It's designed to carry tons of stolen goods. The customer is always right. But I feel this offer should be limited to only four. Us. Good points, gang. But don't forget, we're going into a dangerous place and we'll be up against a dangerous duck, says Bushroot. In horticulture, we have to plant a lot of seeds to get the results we want. Megavolt. In other words, we're expecting some of these to fail. Then Quacker Jack chimes in with, So we hang back and let Negaduck and all the others get hit by all the dangers. And then Liquidator finishes, And we mop up when they're finished. What a bargain! Megavolt, we better get moving. <clears throat> that ship is halfway across the ocean already. Bulba should have put some cameras on his craft so we could see what Negaduck's flying into. And I believe the last, the next page, that little uh, box at the top is still more uh, Megavolt line. Oh, yeah, I was wondering about that. This tech could be more sophisticated. <laughs> yeah, so now we've cut back to Negaduck on Bulba's aircraft. I gotta hand it to Bulba's engineers. This baby flies smooth. The autopilot even lets you take a nice nap. But my favorite feature is a coffee maker. <laughs> bleep, bleep, bleep. Oh, wait. Oh, ho. Yeah. <laughs> that was oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
ho, closing in on the island. Hmm. The water does look a little rough around there. And there's some harsh storm clouds, easy enough to avoid in this. Some pretty gnarly rocks around here, too. No wonder it's the sea of misery. Which is wrong. Because <laughs> just a couple uh, pages before, Morgana said sea of despair. Yep. <laughs> so I'd say uh, somebody goofed that probably either should have said sea of despair or Morgana should have said sea of misery. Yep. That being said, Nagaduck does have a little bit of a realization that some of the dangers won't really apply to him. I get it. Back when treasure hunters could only sail the seas, this place would be the end of them. But we're doing this job in the 21st century, Midas. Your island defense isn't keeping out a future fiend like me. Go ahead and engrave my name on that god. <laughs> Always make sure your safety belts are properly fastened. <laughs> yep. How am I stopped? I dodged all those towering rocks. I'm above the waves. I... Oh. <laughs> and we get another... Flash page for the last page. Yep. You want to read it? Sure. Ugh, I was so close to reaching the island. It's right there. Let go, you underwater weirdo Leviathan. Yeah. <laughs> Bulba's uh, airship with Naganuck at the controls is currently in the in the grip of the Kraken. Yeah. And we end with uh, Naganuck holding his head with oi this is misery <laughs> again <laughs> the misery <laughs> yep also uh i never would have pictured negaduck using the phrase oi <laughs> well he did also say leviathan <laughs> which is from the well, Hebrew yeah. bible right oh uh, i i think the word leviathan is used a lot more regularly in I what? could be wrong, though. I think the word uh -oh. Leviathan is used a lot more regularly oh, yeah. than than the phrase oi. Maybe Negaduck's Jewish. <laughs> Possibly. <laughs> Maybe they'll make that canon coming soon enough in the comic book. <laughs> yeah. But that's the end of Negaduck number two, isn't it? Yep. So, what are your thoughts? Um, definitely not as good as the first issue. I didn't hate it. I thought that the dialogue was pretty rough in places. Um, some characters were good, though. Surprisingly, who they always have difficulty with, Liquidator, I thought had really good dialogue. <laughs> that was decent, I think. They could have done better with his ad speak, but it wasn't as bad as I could have feared. Yeah, there's some that are really bad in the comics. Um, yeah, and some of the characters' drawings were, I don't know, I, I do really like this artist, so he there's nothing, like, bad about the art, but it's not necessarily, it's pretty off-model, I guess. Yeah. And the colors I thought were amazing throughout the entire thing. Yeah. But, yeah. So what score would you give it? I would give it a two. All right. 
So in terms of my thoughts on it, you know, overall the story itself was a little on the weaker side. Like I feel they could have trimmed a bit of it, you know, had it flow a little quicker and better. As you said, some of the some of the characters are a bit off model. For the most part, it's not too jarring. Like those two specific Morgana panels, I think, are like the worst offenders. Yeah. Uh, you know, the colors were bright and vibrant. My only color complaint being, you know, that Archie was pretty much green the entire time. But yeah. as as we stated, that is probably because they didn't want to put a dark brown spider against a dark background. But I think they could have probably chosen a color that was closer to to light brown and less, you know, mm-hmm. Linda Blair pea soup uh, <laughs> puke green. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I think some of the twists and turns were pretty good. You know, the dialogue was decent enough. There's definitely times I could, I could definitely hear, you know, Jim or, or, you know, calf saying their lines. Yeah. Overall, I, think, I, oh, I was just going to say Megaduck was fine. Um, and Morgana for sure. Just some of the other characters were a little weird. Yeah. Like after them, I think Liquidator's probably the next best one. Like I didn't really feel that Quackerjack, Bushroot, or uh, Megavolt quite sounded like themselves. And there were some odd choices, like Megavolt being like into transmutation. Mm-hmm. Like not something I really uh, picture him doing. And him saying, we won't let you down. It's like, it didn't really have a lot of his character showing at all, I don't think. Like he's so absent-minded and weird. And I don't know, I didn't get literally any of that. <laughs> yeah. That being said, I think I'm actually going to go a small step above you on this one and give it a two and a half. Nice. You know, we don't have any new villain to rate in this one, so I any other thoughts on, on this or no? Um, <clears throat> not re- particularly that of anything I haven't said already. Like, I like, I love that ship. <laughs> I love all of Megavolt's vehicles. They should have made all of them. (laughs) Well, they should have done that. They also should bring back the Delunian. (laughs) They should have made a, um, I guess it never got a name. Either of them. Negaduck's vehicles are awesome, too. (laughs) Oh, yeah, for sure. Why hasn't anyone You know, you've seen those modified you know, old school Darkwing action figures into Negaducks, but I haven't seen anyone take one of those old school Thunderquacks and turn it into Negaduck ship. <laughs> Probably because it's a lot easier to get your hands on a loose Darkwing figure and a lot cheaper than it is to get your hands on a complete, you know, vintage Thunderquack or Rat Catcher, especially if you're just going to modify it, you know. <laughs> Maybe so. <laughs> now, that being said, if they made like some brand new version of them, I would think people would probably take to modifying them. Yeah. But that about wraps this one up. Uh, we are the St. Canard Files, a Darkwing Duck podcast. You can find us on all major podcast apps as well as YouTube. Tiff, where can the fans find you? And do you have any shout outs? Um, I'm on 
Instagram at Tiffany Silver Braun and at Regurgitating Gertie. Um, and I'm also on YouTube at Carney Tube and at Radioact Tiffany. And, All right. Uh, Any? No, no shout outs this time. All right. Uh, the fans can find me on uh, DMC Jedi Man and DMC Jedi Man Gaming. Those are my two YouTube channels. And I actually do have a shout out that's not really related to Darkwing or St. Canard Files. I'm going to shout out uh, Darren Orange on YouTube. He actually hooked me up with a brand new microphone, which should have made this episode a lot easier to listen to me and definitely is elevating my content over on YouTube. Yay. Yep, but I guess that uh, that pretty much does it. I think I need to go see if I can find one of them uh, transmutation uh, devices to change my clothes, because that would be very <laughs> useful in life. Yep. <laughs> Bye, everybody. Bye.